Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic is the Heartland Payment Systems Data Breach. We're talking with Doug Johnson, Vice President of Risk Management Policy with the American Bankers Association. Doug, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, fine, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. Doug, what can you tell us about the Heartland Breach and the message that you're giving to your member institutions now? Well, Tom, of course, uh, as, as anyone that's been following the media on this knows, the, the breach has, has demonstrated itself to be fairly wide-ranging and, uh, in terms of the number of institutions impacted, uh, particularly if they've been following you know, your reporting of it. Um, I must say, uh, you guys have been doing a, a good job of trying to keep track of, of who's been announcing what associated with the breach. Um, so because of the, particularly the, the community bank concerns that have been expressed, um, you know, Visa and MasterCard obviously do have their, their own processes whereby, you know, they communicate with uh, the issuers of, of their respective cards. Um, but it was clear that the community bankers were looking for another avenue to uh, to talk to the, the card networks as well. And so over the last couple of days, we've held uh, a call with MasterCard and a, and a call with Visa for our members and, and given our members another opportunity to ask some questions of the, the two networks in terms of, you know, what the networks can tell them about the breach and, and what, uh, you know, the, the reimbursement of costs uh, process looks like or the reimbursement for fraud losses looks like in, in the respective networks. And so I think we've been able to provide that avenue to give our members uh, a, a little bit better clarity in terms of what some of those those processes look like. Doug, for members that haven't been able to be a part of this call and maybe are just finding out now that they're, they're their consumers have been affected. What sort of advice can you give them? If you're just finding out now that your your card members have been affected by this breach, what should you be doing? Well, Visa and MasterCard both have, for their issuers, uh, very good password-protected websites associated with the, with the breaches. Um, and by very good, I mean that they, they have the, the information um, on the sites associated with um, you know some potential scripts that, that they can use um, with their customers. Um, the alert itself, I believe, should give them some information in terms of, of where else to go for additional information if they've just received an alert from either one of the networks. And so that's, a, that's another avenue as well, obviously. Is, uh, and, and I would certainly and strongly suggest uh, contacting Visa um, and MasterCard uh, directly if you do have any questions. Now, what sense do you get of, of sort of the consistent message, if there is one, that the banking institutions are sending to their customers who certainly are going to have interest in this? Well, the most important message that banks can send their customers is the fact that that uh, any customer is, is completely protected, 100% protected against any fraud that may occur against their account. And, and so that's, that's the strongest message that any financial institution can send, is that uh, we as financial institutions have their back. You know, we'll protect them from the fraud. Mm -hmm. And how about for banking institutions themselves? I mean, again, here is a breach that didn't happen to a banking institution. What can the banks and the credit unions be doing to protect themselves and their members? Well, I think that, that uh, obviously every breach we have, we, we learn new lessons in terms of, of how... Uh, we can better uh, protect ourselves as institutions and, and have the, the networks provide us swift information associated with what, what they know about the breach. And, and I think that, that that's the system that we see continually improving but needs to have even greater level of improvement is 
because we can always learn, you know, uh, and, and we can always do better in terms of ensuring that institutions have uh, accurate and timely information associated with any accounts which may have been um, not necessarily compromised, but, but may be vulnerable because some data was found um, in, in some uh, capacity uh, to be vulnerable. So, Doug, a final question for you. For institutions out there, what can they turn to the ABA for for assistance? Well, we have a, a data security uh, site um, on ABA.com, and I certainly would invite any any institutions that are ABA members to look at the variety of materials that, that we have there. We uh, uh, do uh, have some some uh, read scripts um, for institutions to the extent that, that they've experienced a compromise, and, and they need to communicate with their customers. Um, and I certainly also invite them to call either myself or Don Rhodes at the ABA. Um, we take those calls on pretty much a daily basis in terms of institutions looking for, um, you know, the uh, any guidance in terms of, of how to deal with breaches because I, I think that, that um, you know, while every institution has to make their own decision as to how to handle the breach, um, you know, we actually, I think, act best as a sounding board where, you know, we've, we've talked with a variety of institutions so we can ask the right questions, you know, of the institution so the institution can think through it themselves in terms of how they want to react. Doug, it's very helpful. Again, I thank you for your time and for your insight today. Sure, Tom. Glad to do it. We've been talking with Doug Johnson of the American Bankers Association. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.